Alrighty, welcome to a very special edition of the Celtics Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tempsby. I'm joined by Alex Goldberg and Dr. Justin Quinn. Alex, you got a show in BC you want to tell us about? Yeah, baby. Uh, so September 24th, Divine Sweater heads to Washington, D.C. to play at D.C. 9 with our good friends, Crystal Casino Band. Uh, if there are any fans of Celtics Lab in the D.C. metro area, feel free to come by. Doors are at 7, but you're going to want to buy your tickets now because this thing is going to sell out. Okay. Dr. Quinn, how are things in Mexico? Well, surprisingly less band music in the background. I thought we were going to have some very good, uh, you know, appropriate Mexican music for the Capitanes for our expansion draft, but it's since quite down. But you never know. Maybe it'll come back. Sure. So we are indeed having our uh, very wonderful expansion draft that we've been teasing on Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter, it's at Celtics Lab. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, you might want to take care of that. But um, in the lab portion of the programming, and most of this episode, we will be doing our NBA mock expansion draft. But first, as we are wont to do here on the Celtics Lab podcast, we're going to do a little bit of news. And let's start with Mark Murphy of the Boston Herald. He is retiring. We want to shout him out because he's one of the best to ever do it. And on the flip side of the emotional coin, he's also on his way out the door reporting that he doubts that Carmelo Anthony is actually going to end up in Boston. So shout out to Mark Murphy. I'm fine with that. <laughs> and I was going to ask what you guys think of the mellow news. Um, Alex, any opinion? You know my opinion on that. I'm not horribly surprised by it. I think that there was a sense that I got that the Celtics would prefer to just kind of elevate Sam Hauser and Grant Williams over um, signing a free agent to replace Gallo's minutes. I do think they will ultimately look to fill a roster spot, but I kind of doubt that they're going to be looking at Mello. I mean, you never know. Jason Tatum seemed like he was at least somewhat enthused by the possibility of bringing him in. But Jason Tatum has been enthused by a lot of guys that the Celtics have not ultimately signed. Sorry, Harry Giles. Um, So I don't know. I think I'm not super surprised. I am more interested in talking about the legend Mark Murphy, who was truly one of the best Celtics beat writers out there. Uh, Came on the pod a couple episodes ago, which was really fun. Mark, if you are listening, we would love to have you back on any time now that you are retired and available just to talk shop. Um, He had a really, really impressive career with the Herald and now kind of opens a vacuum in the Celtics beat writer community where not many dudes out there are going to be capable of stacking up to that resume. Let me just add that if you haven't had a chance to listen to the Celtics talk, uh, podcast with Chris Forsberg. He has him on and he talks a lot about his early days in the field and his experiences. So definitely a great pod to check out. Yeah. Covering the NBA in the eighties was a little bit different than it looks nowadays. Uh, okay. Also in the interest of news, then we will get to this draft. The 2k ratings are out. Um, I wish I could tell you more about those because I have uh, a sneak peek to that game, but it has been downloading for hours now. Um, so all I can tell you is that it's a very big game, um, but maybe be on the lookout for my re- reaction to NBA 2K23. It seems like a lot of players, Chitlin Brown and uh, Grant Williams included, are not happy with their 2K ratings. I also am not happy with some of the ratings based on the three-point uh, numbers, but we can we can save that for when we've actually played the game. Um, a little bit of news with J.R. Smith claiming that he, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Joe Johnson and others were blackballed from the NBA. Um, I don't know that there's too much 
I think that maybe JR is entitled to his opinion on that matter. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, we'll pause for like a second to talk about Montrezl Harrell joining the Philadelphia 76ers because we had talked about him possibly joining the Celtics. Um, Justin, any thoughts on, on Trez, 30 seconds on Trez? Well, as other people have pointed out, his defense uh, is a liability. He is not a particularly good playoff uh, prospect, but he could have helped the Celtics burn some minutes, maybe fill some some depth issues in the front court, if imperfectly. But, you know, and going back to what Mark Murphy said, uh, if the Celtics are really as, you know, focused, dialed in on maintaining their defensive identity, he really, along with, you know, Carmelo Anthony, uh, would not be the guy to bring on. Yeah, that's probably correct. It's a little bit of explosiveness for a Sixers team that's sneaky kind of old, but I don't think it really made sense for what the Celtics are. Um, to that end, Noah Vonley, we learned um, by way of Keith Smith, I believe, that uh, his deal is not guaranteed. It's just a training camp deal, but still interesting to have him in the fold. Training camp kicks off about two weeks from now, um, although guys are already back and practicing and wearing funny pennies and things like that. Uh, in the interest of news elsewhere, uh, Gershon Yabusele and Jan Madar are balling in Eurobasket. The bracket just dropped. Just check that out. Um, Madar's been pretty good, and Dr. Quinn, you teased maybe the Celtics should sign Yabu uh, in the Celtics Lab group chat. So maybe more than meets the eye with Eurobasket uh, for Celtics fans right now. Otherwise, really dog days of summer. The p- good people at Air Jordan are releasing a uh, Air Jordan one this summer, uh, Boston Celtics inspired, which is kind of, first of all, they're amazing looking, but they look they're so sick, oh but my they're God. inspired by God. when Michael Jordan turned into God and dropped 63 on the Celtics 37 years ago. So it's kind of a weird anniversary. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking when I saw that. It's certainly not going to prevent me from copying a pair. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, they are tremendous. Uh, I like them a lot. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to pause the action. We're going to talk about our friends over at betonline.ag, and then we will have this NBA mock expansion draft. But first, let me tell you about our partners at BetOnline, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and developments in the world of sports, including all of your MLB action, the latest fighting news, and even early NFL futures. Season kicks off tonight, in fact. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code CLNS50. BetOnline, where the game starts. And before we hop into this mock NBA expansion draft, I fixed my squeaky chair, but now it is a creaky chair. So apologies if you're hearing weird background noise. Damn chair. Anyways. I sincerely promise, humble listeners, that we have been talking about doing this for weeks, and it just so happens that the week that we finally did this podcast is the week that NBA expansion news is hot on the streets. Uh, Among other things, Willie G. Ramirez of AP uh, reported that the NBA uh, expansion is quote-unquote imminent, or nearly quote-unquote imminent, sorry, Um, and that Seattle and Las Vegas are obviously the likely targets, although that remains to be proven um any quick thoughts on that either of you two yeah i will say that the league always pushes back against this uh there was, I, don't, I don't think it's coming from the league so much but there have been a, a couple of reporters who have said that their sources say that this is false 
Uh, it's probably false until it isn't. Uh, I do think there's been plenty of signs for quite some time, even back to Adam Silver, kind of floating the idea that if you put up enough money for an expansion team uh, during the pandemic, that it would be a good way to recoup some of the money lost in the pandemic. Uh, but that never came to fruition. And really what the holdup may be more than anything is that they may not have the financial, the financial backing for the teams mm-hmm. that they would need lined up just yet because we know that Seattle's key arena has been renovated to a degree they think that is okay for an NBA team to come back there and Las Vegas already obviously has an arena so Alex I would just say that to that point Justin I would be pretty unsurprised if the announcement of expansion came shortly after the NBA signs their new TV deal for all of the reasons that you just mentioned I think right now the league is in a really good place they want to get this deal done. It's going to be a huge deal by all accounts, and it is going to uh, drastically raise the salary cap, among other things. I think once that happens, once that deal is completely worked out, set in stone, uh, then they can move to other large-scale financial priorities, which in this case, adding to expansion teams would be pretty significant in that department. So I would bet that if there is going to be a formal announcement about expansion, it will happen after that deal is confirmed. I bet you're probably right. If if I had a few billion dollars lying around, I would actually try to get in before that happens, buy a team for, say, $2 billion, and then see that value of that team triple after the new TV deal. So I don't know that the NBA is looking to radically uh, reshape the landscape. But if I, you know, all my billions are tied up, but if I had extra billions... Um, I would try to get in before the CBA. Regardless, our thought experiment here is, is there enough talent out there? Um, Yes, you can brand fun teams and you can put them in glitzy stadiums in Las Vegas, but they may not be very good. So our expansion quest is to really see if there's enough talent to put together a, a solid NBA team. So our heuristic is, could we realistically make a team as good or better than, say, last season's Houston Rockets? Not to pick on the Houston Rockets, but... They were the worst team. They were the worst team. Sorry, Houston Rockets. Um, very quickly, before we get into our methods and the draft itself, um, what impact might there be for the Boston Celtics? And we will carve out a little bit of time to talk about who the Celtics would and would not protect. I would hazard the biggest impact would be if a good Western Conference team got shipped to the Eastern Conference, say the Grizzlies and the Pelicans suddenly play in the Eastern Conference. Boston's neighborhood, so to speak, gets a little more crowded. Either of you, any obvious impacts on the Celtics other than maybe losing players? The obvious impact, uh, and, you know, it is losing players. For a lot of teams, this is just, you know, end of the draft guy, like recently drafted guy, end of the bench guy. But the Mm -hmm. Celtics, they don't have too many players on the roster at the moment, you know, if it were happening right now, that they would be able to be very happy, particularly after losing Gallinari, who, of course, would be unprotected in this scenario, because as much as we want to have him come back and play and all that great stuff, he's not the kind of guy who's going to be helping your team. It's also important to point out that the timing of this, when we're doing it, we're, we're operating off of a list of players that wouldn't be the same because it would come before the draft, like the regular NBA draft and before sure. free agency. So it's going to look different. Yeah. The thought experiment of, can we make a team as good as the last year's Houston Rockets, I think holds, but the mechanics of it are obviously a little wishy-washy for the sake of the rest of this podcast. We're assuming somehow this draft happens between today and the beginning of the 22-23 season. 
Um, and like Dr. Quinn alluded to, there's not a supplementary draft of college kids or G League players. We're just drafting from currently employed NBA players. So let's talk about kind of what that looks like. I'm going to breeze through this as quickly as I can. Dr. Quinn might hop in and clarify things or patently correct me if I get it wrong. Or maybe um, confuse everyone even more. I'm pretty good at that. Sure. So we are going to draft three teams. We'll get to that in a second, but there's three of us. Um, and how this has worked historically is teams, quote unquote, protect um, a certain number of players. We're going to do seven. Historically, it has been eight. Um, so a team says seven guys are protected uh, no matter what the rest of our roster, the new teams could draft from. Um, we've seen that in the NBA. We've seen that in hockey. Um, that is how expansion drafts usually have gone. Um, new teams can get any of these unprotected players. In our case, we're going to draft 12, maybe 13, 13, if 13, 13, because it's going to equal 39, which if it was a two team draft would be about 39, it'd be uh, up to 20, I think was the last expansion draft uh, for the two teams. So that's what that number is for. Uh, as far as the trying to replicate uh, an equivalent or better roster than last year's Houston Rockets, the reason why we're taking 13 for three is because we're, we're trying to prove that with these three teams, if they are on the same level or better, that there is indeed enough talent. So keep in mind, this is not exactly for on a number of levels, how a regular expansion draft would go. And also keep in mind that the way that this is working is designed to prove that point. Yeah. And that's enough legalese, really. Um, you can ask us about our methods on Twitter or something like that. At the end of the day, we're three teams. We're going to draft 13 guys. That's 39 players. There's historical uh, precedent for this. Um, and I would just like to say that for whatever it's worth, everyone has penciled in Vegas and Seattle. There's a world where the league expands by four, not two. Um, so a three-team expansion seems fair. And if you don't like it, host your own podcast. Anyways, let's preview our teams and get into the draft. I will go first because I'm still talking. I have chosen to bring back from the ABA, the Pittsburgh Condors. Um, so the Pittsburgh Condors, they'll be drafting second. Um, drafting third, Alex, will be? Uh, drafting third will be the Music City Maestros, a new expansion team based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Our owner has a win-now mandate to try and attract free agents, so we will be proceeding to the draft accordingly. And Dr. Quinn? The Capitanes of Mexico. What I'm going to do is take the already existing G League team we have here in Mexico City and reverse Maine Celtics it. Not the right clause, but Maine Celtics because mm -hmm. they named their G League team after themselves as several teams around the league have done. We're just going to do it backwards. Fantastic. And for those of you who don't know, Justin lives in Mexico City. I went to school in Pittsburgh and Alex is from Tennessee. So we had our reasons. Anyways, we had an independent council come in and decide what players would be protected or not. Um, a lot of hand-wringing over the Celtics, who they would and would not protect. Um, I will read that off. I won't do the whole league, of course. But we have learned by way of independent council that the Celtics have chosen to protect Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, Grant Williams, and Al Horford. That means anyone else under contract with the Boston Celtics could be drafted as soon as right now. We took to Twitter and thousands and thousands of people poured in and they decided that the first team drafting in this draft will be 
the Mexico City Capitanes. Before Dr. Quinn takes his pick, just obviously we have a, you might hear a little bit of typing here, there in the background. Apologies if that's distracting or confusing, but we got to maintain this ship on the fly. Anyways, without further ado, <laughs> 20 minutes in, the Celtics Lab NBA mock expansion draft is here. Dr. Quinn, you are on the clock. I take Duncan Robinson of the Miami Heat. Oh, fantastic. He's not on my list. Okay. That means I'm on the clock. Tremendous. I get to go right away. Wow. Uh, I think that the, uh, the Condors are going to split the difference between contending and selling jerseys and looking forward. There are no golden, golden Knights of Las Vegas. Maybe we will contend, but we want to, you know, balance things out. Wowie. Um, with the second overall pick in the expansion draft, I'm taking uh, Mo Wagner of the Orlando Magic. He is off. Not Franz Wagner, to be clear. Yeah, Franz uh, is very protected, uh, understandably. Yeah, and um, definitely that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> And that's totally fine. We're okay. uh, going to be going go. We're going to be proceeding through the draft anyway. Uh, there's some analysis to come, I'm sure, on the uh, the pick of Mo Wagner second. Wait, can, uh, can I that, take that back? I totally screwed that. <laughs> oh my god! Nope. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, Sorry, Sorry Condors. Well, uh, this is in a fascinating position. The players that I was targeting with the first pick are now all available at the third pick. So I'm feeling pretty good about where I'm at. The uh, Music City Maestros have a decision to make. Let's see. I think the Music City Maestros are going to start this draft off strong with a player who both has some long-term upside in terms of his development while also being part of an experienced win-now culture. Peyton Pritchard to the Music City Maestros. Peyton Pritchard to the Music City Maestros. Not too bad. Yeah. Now that I see my actual big board, I got nervous, but I'm good. All right, we're back to the Mexico City Capitanes. Dr. Quinn, you're up. Boy. Well, if he's off the board, you may catch on to my strategy here. Or maybe you won't. Maybe you'll misread it. Uh, I'm going with Mike Conley of the Utah Jazz, for now, anyway. And these are fascinating picks. I wouldn't have picked this. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm back in business. I'm back in the saddle. And I am so high on this next player having a huge bounce back season. Welcome to Pittsburgh, John Wall. John Wall? I didn't yes. even realize he was available. Fair enough. John Wall. Well, Black and yellow, baby. John Wall's off the board. Fair enough. Um, in order to get a little bit more veteran leadership and experience, as well as some toughness in this room, uh, the Music City Maestro selects Stephen Adams. Ooh, I hate you. Ooh, <laughs> that was so important to drafting John Wall. Those high, high screens. <laughs> the return of Pittsburgh's finest. Ooh, I hate that. <laughs> okay. Good job, Nashville. I like that for Nashville. Um, man, I really messed up with Mo Wagner. Uh, okay, <laughs> Mexico City, you're back on the board. Uh, this one's going to be easy for me. I'm going to, you know, use that Juan Toscano-Anderson connection to reach out and grab James Wiseman. Ooh. 
Ooh, oh, I like it. That was wait. on my board as well. <laughs> that was very high on my board. Um, I'm supposed to be crossing names off, and I got distracted by how annoyed I am by those picks. Um, I also tipped my hand that I, I thought you were going to take JTA, and I wanted him. Well, you know, I, I do have him somewhere on my big board. I'll, I'll tip my hand that much, but that's all you're getting. Man, I really want – I'm the biggest believer of, of Wiseman in the whole world, and I know he's not on my team. God, gosh darn it. Okay, off off to um, – dang, dang, dang. Okay. Hmm. Bling, bling. I don't know if they do that in an expansion draft. I'm not sure that existed the last time they had one. Maybe they did. All right. Dang, you really – all right. I think I know what, to do, what I'm going to do. And um, I'm going to take Joe Harris. Fair enough. Also on my board. Joe Harris is uh, – come on down. You, you play for Pittsburgh now. Sounds good. Well – uh, Music City Maestros, once again, sitting in a pretty good position where a lot of the preferred targets that we had to jump are still available. Um, in the interest of adding some floor spacing, some dynamic movement, and a little bit of length at the wing position, Norman Powell is a member Ooh, of the Music City great Maestros. Pick. Great pick. Alex is having such a good draft. Damn. Okay. Uh, Dr. Quinn, you're up while I cross out Norman Powell's name on our big board. Well, I hear a cat. That's good luck for me. That's I'm going mark. with Larry Nance Jr. Damn it. That was my next pick. <laughs> nice. There's literally, yeah, there's literally no stakes for this. This is pretend that I'm getting so flustered. Out of my mind. All right. Time for the Pittsburgh Condors to spread their wings. We got John Wall. We got Joe Harris. We got big Mo Wagner. Wagner. Oh, screw it. I'm, I'm making a, a Cameron pick. I'm taking Bogdanovich from Atlanta. Yeah, I know he's off hurt, but that guy's a dirt dog. Is that Bogdan or Bogdan? It's Bogdan. Bogdan. Bogdan Bogdanovich. That's how they would say it in Pittsburgh. Okay, so I'm just gonna write Bogdan so we remember. Uh, the Music City Maestros are looking at the board. They're looking at the teams they've assembled. We still need a little bit more defense. We still need a little bit more toughness, particularly on the perimeter. But we also want a little bit of playmaking as well. So Derek White is the Ooh, next damn it. Pick for we'll pick. the Music City Maestros. First Celtic, beside, well, second Celtic PP also. Yep. That's a good one. Okay. Well, that was my next pick. So I need to think for a second. Um, Revenge for Looney, or for, um, sorry, uh, for Larry Nance. Well, for this one, I think I'm just going to have to go for the extra asset because I have it uh, back channeled to me that the New York Knicks would really like to get rid of Evan Fournier. So I'm going to take him on for a second round pick as well. Wow. That's an expensive team that JQ is assembling in Mexico City. <laughs> for now. Oh, um, I got really nervous. I thought for sure that you were going to take the player that I was going to pick. Um, Emmanuel Quickly, the man, of, the man of the summer. I'm taking Quickly. He, he plays in Pittsburgh now. Thank you very much. And Alex. Sounds good. Uh, we're okay with that here in Music City because our next target is still available. Gary Payton II, come on down. Oh, I like that pick for you. Okay, so we, we've done five rounds. Let me just do a quick recap of where the teams stand. The Mexico City, not that these are the starting five, but we do we do have a good spread. 
the Mexico City Capitanes, the Capitanes de Ciudad Mexico. Is that right? Ciudad de Mexico. Very good. Uh, Mike Connolly, Duncan Robinson, Evan Fournier, Larry Nance Jr., James Wiseman. That's a pretty good team. Alex, the Music City Maestros have Fast P.P. Peyton Pritchard, Gary Payton II, Norman Powell, Steve Adams, and Derek White. And uh, the Condors of Pittsburgh, John Wall, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Joe Harris, Emmanuel Quickly, <laughs> Mo Wagner, Wagner, whatever. All right. We got several more rounds to go. We're flying. And Dr. Quinn, it's your pick. Oh, boy. I feel like I just took a player. I think I'm going to go Devontae Graham. Mm. I got that pick for you. That's a good pick. Thank you. Dang, dang, dang. Eventually, I got to put some big men on this team. But not yet. You got Mo Wagner. We're yeah, we're all offense in Pittsburgh, the uh, Pittsburgh Ironmen, as they're sometimes called. We would like to bring in to River City, Buddy Heald. Buddy, nice. I had him on my, my board. A lot of shooting at the two three spot, Pittsburgh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Alex, you're up. The Music City Maestros are looking at the board. We're taking a look at uh, what's available to us. A little bit more front court depth uh, that can also play some wing would be valuable here. And so Doug McDermott is the next pick for the Maestros. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, actually. Okay, and just as a reminder, an independent council decided who was and wasn't protected. So if you make, if you have any disagreements, we'll take it up with legal. Um, okay, Dr. Quinn. Well, I kind of probably also should have some more bigs on here somewhere. So I'm going to go with Marcus Morris Sr. Mook? You say Mook? Yes. Yeah. Cool beans. Um, All right. I am of the belief that the wing position was the thinnest position on this board. I saw a lot of guards, some bigs. I struggled to find wing players. Um, I really like that Norman Powell pick. I, I'm going to do something dumb. Uh-oh. I'm going to pray to the old gods and the new that this works out for Pittsburgh. I'm going to draft my friend and yours, Gordon Hayward. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, we're looking around. That's no power forwards in Pittsburgh for those keeping score at home. Taking a look at the draft board here, there's a lot of prospects on this board that uh, we still feel pretty good about in Music City. Not particularly upset. But there's another player that stands out um, as a member of a team that we have also reached at earlier. Xavier Tillman is going to be the backup center in Music City. We're just taking the talent from Memphis and moving it down the block. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. How far is Memphis from Nashville? Like two yeah, hours, three hours? Not, yeah, it's really not bad at all. I've done that drive, but I, we took the back roads. Okay. Um, oh, wait, I learned something today. The uh, the modern American uh, energy drink was invented in Johnson City, Tennessee. Oh. 
Go figure. Yeah. Dr. Quinn? Uh, well, I'm just going to have to go with a Boston native here to add to my big men depth with Merlin's Noel for my backup center. Oh, that wasn't even on my list. All right. Let's see here. Um, am I allowed to go into the luxury tax in the first season? You can do whatever you want. It's your money, Mr. Uh, team owner. True. Okay. I'm going to think out loud here. It's not like you're going to be uh, in a luxury tax for that long unless you're a terrible general manager also. so I'm signing a lot of people on expiring contracts, so I would have to re-sign these people. Ooh, that's not this, is all, this is all pretend. I have a slightly similar strategy that maybe has become clear, but we'll talk about it. I think Mexico City, this is an aside, I think that could end up being a free agent destination of, of some description. I don't know about Pittsburgh. Uh, I guess you could ask the Steelers or the Penguins, but it's an amazing city. And the the idea that there will be a language barrier. No, no, there will not in Santa Fe. No, not in Polanco. Everyone there speaks English because they work with people who are incredibly loaded or English speaking tourists. So Mm -hmm. there will be no language barrier in any part of the city that they are regularly in. It's a cosmopolitan city and it's a lot safer than several existing NBA cities just to get out ahead of any of you guys in the audience who have the usual critiques. Yeah. Maybe a, a few too many fireworks here and there, but that's yeah, really that's it. true. That is very true. Okay. Um, I think I just need to get, get a big burr body on my team. And in order to do that, man, you guys really took, Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to cash out quite yet. I'm going to take Cam Thomas. Nice. That's actually that next. Yeah. I had, all my setters were on the other page, so I wasn't looking at them. Mm. All, right. all right. I, I got well, you've challenged my plans a little bit, but you haven't completely ruined them with your Cam Thomas pick. Um, there is a pretty good player on the board who was kind of coming on last season pretty strong before he unfortunately got hurt. Uh, he came back and was not quite the same guy, but I'm bullish on his long-term recovery prospects. So Malik Beasley, you are now oh, a member of the nice. Music City Maestros. Nice pick, Alex. Alex, what the hell of a draft. Okay, Dr. Quinn, let's do one more round and then another check-in. Dr. Quinn, who you got? Uh, I think I need a little bit of flexibility, particularly considering that we are trying to build a team that isn't actually gonna be the full size of a regular team. So I'm gonna play someone who can play a bunch of different positions to help with that. And that is going to be Robert Covington. Ooh, good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Good, good pick. Oh, wait. Uh, never mind. I get, I, the independent council had him listed as protected and not, but I think we ironed that out in the, in the chat. Okay. Pittsburgh on the board. Let's see here. A lot of guys that I would like to take are gone. There's a lot of pe- like players I just like, but I think I should not be so blind. I am going to draft from UCLA, Kevin Love. Kevin yes. Love. All right. That's me. Now we're in the luxury tax. Pittsburgh's in the yep, luxury tax. That is correct. 
All right. Well, Music City still looking at a uh, pretty good place right now, but the front court or the back court is a little bit thin. Um, want some size there. Want some versatility. This is a bit of a risk, but the pedigree's there. Markel Fultz, come on down. Ooh, interesting. I okay. had that as one. That's nice. Hmm. Where does that leave me? So oh, wait. Looks... Oh, no, we'll do a check-in one more round. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Looking, yeah, you aren't wrong about wing players. Uh, with that in mind, I think I'm going to get the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. Okay. I... Sorry, hearing me click around as I strategize. I think I'm going to start going for a little flexibility here. Not a lot of defense in Pittsburgh. So let's change gears and Furkan Korkmaz. Furkan Korkmaz. Sure. Not too bad of a commute for Furkan to move from his current home in Philadelphia. Um, let's see. Music City Maestros looking at the various needs and wants on the board still. Um, veteran leadership is really important to establishing a winning culture. And so mm-hmm. with that in mind, Eric Gordon, welcome to the Music City Maestros. Right, you can have that. <laughs> All right, let's do a quick check-in where we're at. I have to say the thought experiment again that's grounding this is, is there enough depth in the NBA to warrant an expansion? Prior to this, I would have said no, actually, but I don't hate this. Um, so Dr. Quinn, um, the fluid-ish depth chart, but you've got Mike Connolly and Devontae Graham as point guards, Tokyo Robinson and Dante DiVincenzo as uh, two guards, Evan Fournier on the wing with Robert Covington, but you know he's, More of a four, he's five, shifty, yeah. same. Yeah, Larry Nance Jr., same thing, three, four, five, really, depending where you're at. Marcus Morris Sr., same thing. And then true centers, you got James Wiseman and Maryland's Noel. That was a good-looking squad. I think that's – well, you have a few more picks. I think your team's definitely better than last year's Rockets. Um, Alex, you have Peyton Pritchard and Derek White, nominally your point guards, and Gary Payton uh, Jr. and Markel Fultz as your shooting guards. A lot of flexibility in your backcourt, it looks like. You got Norman Powell, Malik Beasley, and uh, <laughs> Eric Gordon on the wing. And then Doug McDermott, Steve Adams, and Xavier Tillman as your big boys. And then the Pittsburgh Condors have John Wall and Manuel Quickly as their point guards. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, and Gordon Hayward as their 2-3 uh, switchy. Shoot. Modern NBA, baby. And then uh, Forkhan Korkmaz playing that like free safety role with Cam Thomas, <laughs> Mo Wagner, and uh, Kevin Love as the big man in Pittsburgh. We've got a few more picks to go. Dr. Quinn, you're on the board. Oh, I was not thinking. Bad Justin. Uh, okay, so I still need wings. So with that in mind, I think I'm going to take a gamble on some upside. Uh, not that there's that much there, but enough that I think an expansion draft to be worth taking with Jordan Mora. Okay. I need to put a big body on this team, but I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to take what I think is best available talent, and I'm going to take Cam Reddish. Not a bad pick. 
I just like him because he's also named Cam. You have two Cams on there already. Do I? True. Yes, you do. Cam oh, Thomas. I have Cam Thomas. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I got to guess Cameron Payne then. Okay. Music City, you're up. Music City's looking around. Uh, the thing that we really want to stress here is shooting. And so to that end, there's a player on the board here that we really like to fill wing position. Tim Hardaway Jr. taking a bet nice. on a bounce back from him. It's a lot of money for you, but... Win now. Owners, owners stacked. We're, we're dealing with country music royalty here. That's true. That's true. Okay. Dr. Quinn... I'm going to go with another guy who has shown some promise, probably needs some time to develop, but he's already pretty good. And honestly, if he came out your, your, your lead guard in an expansion draft, I don't think you'd be that upset. Uh, and that's going to be Ayo Desanmu. Sure. Love that for you. Yeah, I don't have much in terms of players to develop, which is maybe... Hmm. Which is maybe dumb. Well, it depends on what your strategy is. Should I spill the beans on what my strategy is here? Uh, Because you've already said the players that I have. Sure. Okay. So just to to give you a little bit of breathing room here, a lot of the guys, not all of these guys that I took, you you notice almost like I have a win now thing. You might expect me to have what Alex is trying to do, but by the time, hopefully, that the season actually starts, and definitely by the trade deadline, a lot of these guys are not going to be on my team. That's why I took Evan Fournier. I'm going to give him mm-hmm. a buyout if he wants one. Doesn't I don't care what he wants. Just you, you name it, you, you get it. You're taking for Victor already? Yeah, and you know Mike Conley, want to keep him nice and rested, uh, not playing too much, so that way we can give him the Al Horford treatment. Duncan Robinson, I think, he might be able to get – uh, something for in a, in a desperate enough team situation. If not, uh, Larry Nance Jr. I think is also movable as is Marcus Moore Sr. And maybe even Devontae Graham. So the, the players that I have on here may not stay here. I'm not going to move all of them, particularly guys that I think I might be able to convince to take a buyout. But my strategy here is to get some names so that way people sign up for some season tickets and then you know, once I have their money, because I'm a great capitalist and terrible owner, uh, I must be the new Robert Sarver or something, uh, then I'm just going to move all those names and uh, reap the profits. Love that for you. Um, is it still my pick? Yes, it is. Okay. My strategy is try to win games. I have to say what I was playing with. Yeah. My, my thinking was I wanted to draft Juan Toscano Anderson because I really like that guy. He only played eight minutes in the finals. Not that, well, the Condors will go to the finals soon enough. Sorry, JTA, uh, you're off my big board. Instead, I'm going to draft Kyra Lewis Jr. Ah, There's my upside guy. Guy that I wanted. For sure. Okay. All right. Well, uh, in looking at the makeup of the team, there's a pretty sound defensive identity being built through this roster. Uh, along with some decent perimeter shooting. One thing that I think we might want even a little bit more of is just a kind of wild card, a player that can just come in and screw stuff up for the defense, do some crazy things, you know, make stuff a little uh, silly. And there's some uh, there's some upside to this player as well. I don't think I've given up on him completely. He's not in a great system right now, but maybe with a winning culture, he could be uh, kind of his career could be revived. So Alexei Pokusevsky. I like it. Nice pick. I like that. 
I think he has a future as a rotation player. I don't think he's going to be developed into the star that a lot of people thought he would, but I, I do think that he's worth keeping around. I mean, you still take us that way, too. Yeah. Oh, I know who I'm taking my last pick. All right, Dr. Quinn. Well, it's the Mexico City Capitals. Who else yes. am I going to take? I need wing depth. You just mentioned him. Juan Toscano Anderson. Sir, eight minutes of finals fame. All righty. So that is the Capitanes done. I am acutely aware that this team of mine is very thin down low, and I'd like to do something about that. I could take Boban. That would be fun. I could take Dario Saric. Then there's just no defense down low. I really, really like Dwight Powell. I've always rooted for Dwight Powell. I'm going to take Kevon Looney. Sure, yeah. up the defense down low. That's a good pick. That's a good pick for sure. All right. So, and, uh, Mr. Irrelevant in the expansion draft. Mr. Irrelevant, I think uh, we have a chance to potentially get a pretty good player here in the Mr. Irrelevant spot. Um, so looking at what my team needs, it's now apparent that there's a lot of backcourt minutes being split up between five people. So that's probably not the most pressing need as much as I would like to take Lou Williams here just for fun. Um, in terms of the front court, we've got some pretty serious bodies in Steven Adams and Xavier Tillman, who I think will mop up most of those center minutes. And we've got some versatile wings. Um, but I think I need a true stretch big, a guy who can space the floor while also getting rebounds and just kind of mixing it up down low. Looking at the rosters here, um, there's a few guys that come to mind. Obviously, the one who was just mentioned um, for the Phoenix Suns, Dario Saric. I'm a little concerned about his injury history, though. Uh, and so to that end, I'm going to go with another potential high upside play uh, from the Miami Heat, Nikola Jovic, who oh, I actually think could be a pretty fun stretch big going forward. Like that. Really like that. All right. That is the draft done. Good job out of everyone. Um, before we recap our teams, anyone, if you had one more pick that you wanted to shout out that you were close to picking, I'm just an interest. I, I mean, two. we made good time. Yeah, I have a few. Um, Dr. Quinn, if you had another pick or who's a player that you were flirting with, um, anyone you want to shout out? From Salzgitter, Germany, Daniel Tice. Thank <laughs> you. Did you watch the playoffs or? <laughs> um, it's an expansion team. Veteran leadership. Team. Come on now. Fair. He does seem to be the happiest person in the NBA. Uh, I have two names that I wish I could have found space for. One is Shake Milton. Um, I think he's going to have a cool season. And the other is Corey Kispert, who mm-hmm. I am okay. pretty high on. Believe in him because he had a bad season. A lot of guys did. Um, Alex, anyone on your list? Obviously, I had Derek Favors on mine. Anyone on your list that you... There are there are three guys that I was thinking about. Um, the first is Chetty Osman of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who I think still has some upside. He's not been super consistent, but he also has had a kind of weird time in Cleveland. Uh, I'm bullish on his long-term potential. 
Um, while this player has had some off the court issues, um, when he is on the court, his talent has been steadily trending upwards. He's still not a great defender. Jackson Hayes uh, has always been really intriguing to me just from the pure athleticism of his game. Mm-hmm. And then I just have a soft spot for Lou Williams. He's just a fun player to watch. So I was ser- seriously flirting with that as well. Not bad. So the score to beat was last year's Houston Rockets team. And that looked like this. DJ Augustine, Armani Brooks, Josh Christopher, Usman Garuba, Eric Gordon, Jalen Green, Daniel House, Kenya Martin Jr., Garrison Matthews. Oh, I wanted to take Garrison Matthews. Dyson um, next, uh, David Nwaba, Kevin Porter Jr., Travelin Queen. Is that a person? Travelin Queen. That is a great name. Alperin Sengwen, Jashan Tate, Daniel Tice, Christian Wood for a little bit. Um, apologies on pronunciations. So that was the team to beat. The theory being that if we could, by way of expansion, supplant the worst team in the league, at least, you know, we're not taking the ceiling, I mean, the floor of the league down a huge notch. And quickly to recap, here's where we landed. I know this makes for great podcasting. The Capitanes looks like this. Mike Connolly, Devontae Graham, Duncan Robinson, Dante DiVincenzo, Evan Fournier, Jordan uh, Nora, Larry Nance Jr., Marcus Moore Sr., James Wiseman, Nerlens Noel, and then um, Ayo Desumo, who, sorry, I'm not saying that right, I know, Robert Covington and Juan Toscano Anderson. Those are the Capitanes. I've, I think that's a pretty good team, Dr. Quinn. I know that you're there yeah, some parts. If but... it was in the East, they might even flirt with a play-in spot, I think, if they kept the players, which I will not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no dog on that team. That's like what they would say in talk radio. It's like, I don't know. I mean, someone's got to get touches. touches. With the right coach, that could be a really well-orchestrated team. Um, Alex, you have Peyton Pritchard. Gary Payton, the, uh, the second, Norman Powell, Doug McDermott, Stephen Adams, Derek White, Markel Fultz, uh, Malik Beasley, Tim Hardaway Jr., Xavier Tillman as kind of your rotation, and then in reserve, Poku, Eric Gordon, and uh, Nikola Jovic. Not Nikola Jokic, but Jovic. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good team, too. Also, a lot of fundamentals, pretty solid. And then the best team in the draft, team that's uh, going to go the distance. <laughs> Led by Mo Wagner, um, John Wall, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Joe Harris, Cam Thomas, and I guess Wagner gets to start. Um, Emmanuel quickly, Buddy Heald, Gordon Hayward, Corkmaz, uh, and Kevin Love, and then Kyrie Lewis Jr., Cam Reddish, and Kevon Looney. Man, Condors. I'm I'm sorry to just jump in here. The Condors are about to be giving up 140 points a game. <laughs> but man, can they shoot? Yeah, they're gonna score 150. It's fine. <laughs> Condors are sick. I love the Condors. I've never been prouder of anything in my life than this Man. pretend team. Maybe I'll go make them in 2K when I finally finish this mm. downloading. All right. Um, what did we learn? Anything other than anyone changed their mind on expansion, pro or against? I think there's definitely enough talent to justify doing an expansion in the league. I do think there are some unforeseen consequences that we're not really thinking about, which is that um, a lot of these players actually have some fairly important roles on their teams and expansion will make um, the quality of the league, at least for those first couple of years, there's a good chance that quality of play league wide will dip with people's benches getting eviscerated like 
imagine if, you know, the Golden State Warriors lost Gary Payton II and didn't replace him with anything meaningful or Derek White leaves oh, the Celtics. Clippers, the Covington, yeah. Marcus Morris, Norman Powell, John Wall. I mean, they go from a contender they, to like fringe contender at best. I think. There's a chance that some of these teams in an expansion draft could get absolutely crushed, particularly teams that rely on like having experienced deep benches to make long playoff runs. So there's that. But I do think there's enough talent that you could field uh, a few new respectable teams and still get something out of it. Sure. I mean, it's also worth pointing out we went for a three-team expansion, not a single team or a stacker or anything like that. Um, The NBA has a double draft coming up. Is that correct? It depends. Uh, In theory, yeah, they do have this this idea where they're going to get rid of the age limit, which would then allow for twice as many incoming, uh, well, really even more than twice as many uh, potential incoming talent. So who knows what that's going to do? That would be a kind of thing that I think they would have to do that if they were going to do an expansion set of teams, to be perfectly honest. Two birds, one Um, Just as a way to kind of restock the talent pool in the league. Sure. Yeah, and to the point of uh, depleted benches, this probably would coincide with an actual NBA draft. So, yes, the Celtics, for example, would lose Pritchard and Derek White, but they would bring in some young talent or something to that effect. Either way, it doesn't really matter because the Condors take it home, the Larry OB, as soon as they join the league. So, uh, yes, look out, as everyone we else. All know, Mo Wagner, starting center for an NBA title team. <laughs> Well, Kevin Looney, it's just nominally, it's just locker room politics, you know how it goes. Okay, anyways, thanks folks for liking and subscribing to this illustrious podcast. I know you just did. Um, Leave us a five-star review and then make a burner account. Leave us another. We will be back next week and the week after that and in perpetuity until they stop playing Celtics basketball. How's that? Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. See you.